Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Hutsmo Black Forum. Here we do it bigger, we do it better, we do it longer, and out of necessity, we'll do it louder than anyone out here. So relax. Here's your host, Hutsmo Black. April 16th, yeah. We're broken down and tired. So living life on the merry-go-round. And you can't find out. Yeah. 
Hey, uh, yeah, so we're gonna kick it off just like that, rising up. That's our, that's our, uh, that's our new, uh, marching song out here on the Hushville Black Forum. Welcome once again. This is April 16th, 2016. Welcome to the Hushville Black Forum. It's a beautiful weekend here in the ATL. We come to you live in a living color every Saturday, by the way, from the ATL. Uh, at 7, from 7 to 9, we try to get out here to uh, uh, explore the world with uh, you all. Facebook friends, how y'all doing? Mm. Got a great show for you today. It's a lot going on in the world. Anybody see the Democratic debate the other night? It's quite a uh, contrast between uh, the Democratic debates in the Republican debates, as far as they, they are debates, Republicans never talk about anything but each other. It, it's, it's just amazing what's going on with that Republican Party, y'all. Uh, it, I still predict the thing's going to implode up there in Cleveland at their convention in July. Mm. That thing's got to implode, y'all. I can't see... Uh, Anything else coming out of it? Oh, what's going on here with the mic? Let's turn that thing down, son. We don't. We uh, you know, our model out here on the Hushville Black Forums to do it bigger, to do it better, to do it longer, and not necessarily sometimes we'll do it louder than anybody out here on Blog Talk. Uh, we advocate. Advocate for social justice on behalf of Americans of Africa. He said not because we don't love everybody. We do love everybody. Just by extension, we find ourselves advocating for that uh, for that constituent. We are into the home stretch of our uh, last course for the semester, y'all. Oh, yeah, you know the high school's in school. I didn't tell you. <laughs> Yeah, we 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 coming down to the down to uh the nitty gritty as they say. We uh just about got this thing over with. So we 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 doing this paper our last paper that we're working on here now. We've got to uh finish that up this weekend. And we we you know, we had surgery on our right eye and that thing kinda of threw us Threw us behind, and yeah, we still gotta make it up, yeah. We still trying to recover from that. So uh, we we uh has been in this mode. We uh. Been trying to uh, recover from uh, this surgery. It's coming right along there. We were listening to some folks today talk about uh, various uh, trials and tribulations while going through surgery and anticipating their uh, surgery and the whatnot. You know, it's amazing how uh, 
traumatic uh, surgery can be, or just the, uh, not even a lot of time, not even the surgery itself, just the possibility of uh, surgery. It, uh, it's amazing. We uh, was trying to com- uh, impress on a lot of the, uh, a lot of the uh, folks uh, that was at this uh, gathering that uh, uh, you have to be you have to be careful how you uh, deal with uh, uh, procrastination. So you know, yeah, procrastination. Like uh, this one person was talking about, uh, uh, they were thinking about putting a their surgery off because they weren't sure about where uh, where they were with uh, some of the uh, after effects and some of the things that they would have to go through after the surgery and they was thinking about just putting it off this after I guess months maybe even years of planning for this particular surgery they get right up to it and have second thoughts about it and I was, I tried to uh, uh, relay a story of my, my own personal surgery that I had and uh, how I did go through with the surgery, uh, you know, having some mixed uh, emotions on the results the results of it right now, but it was dealing with my ass, so I didn't have too much of a t- uh, uh, choice in the matter of it. Uh, just the thing about procrastination. I was, I was laying a story over a friend of mine who recently passed away that I had talked to, I don't know, maybe a week, a week before uh, he passed away, and uh, I was telling him on the phone that I was going to come out to see him. And uh, in between that time, I had surgery on my right eye and was kind of laid up. But then I went back, found out here this past Saturday, last Saturday, that he had passed away. And I never did get a chance to see him, and that kind of kind of bothered me. But it was partially due to my procrastination. So uh, uh, this thing about uh, tomorrow's promise to no one is, you know, is real. It's real. So you, you have to be careful about uh, what you put off today. Uh, you know, uh, for uh, hoping that uh, somehow tomorrow is going to be a better day for uh, for you. Uh, you know, and it, and, it, and it can work both ways. It can work both ways. Uh, some, you know, sometimes uh, it's better to put things off. Alex Smith called off, made a couple of starts in that spot, but he's gone off. Gordon Beckham. 
White Sox prospect. We uh. Trying to see, trying to trying to dissect. Uh, I guess the NFL draft is coming up uh, this evening. Not this evening, this month, rather. And we're trying to figure out what. Uh, this is a little sports tidbit, tidbit here, y'all. We we do everything out here on the Hushville back home, from news to sports to entertainment, to you name it. We cover the waterfront, <clears throat> but. NFL draft is coming up, and we're trying to uh, trying to see what's going on uh, with uh, trying to see what's going on with the uh, draft and who's who's doing what. Uh, see where Cleveland got our three G up there. Robert Griffin the third is up in Cleveland. The Browns. Uh, so, you know, they was high on uh, the list of teams that needed quarterbacks, along with, you know, everybody needed a quarterback, let's face it. Uh, we've got uh, the, I guess, L.A. Rams. Now they move back to the L.A. They traded up, traded up with the Tennessee Titans for that number one pick. And it looked like they'll be uh, going after a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Looked like they'll be going after a quarterback. Mm. They booed a man up. That's what you want to do. I'm, I'm, I'm monitoring the game here, y'all. Now, he wouldn't have got that guy. Mm-mm. Not in a thousand years he wouldn't have got him. Uh, let's go look at... Uh, let's go look at... Uh, What's going on in the world? Hey, eh? uh, Bernie Sanders—you know, Bernie Sanders—for some reasons is over in Rome, taking a uh, uh, having some kind of some kind of. Uh, Got some kind of uh, audience with the Pope. Well, not the Pope, but they have some having some kind of he's sending some kind of convention at the uh, Vatican. Why is there? I don't know. Right in the middle of, seem you think he'd be here um, in New York. <laughs> Says that uh, the thing is coming up here. Uh, Commission is coming up. <clears throat> you think he'd be uh, up there in New York? You think he'd be up there in New York, huh? But be that as it may, I, I, he 
Okay, he's batting eighth. They got him way down to eighth. Okay. Uh, they got him bad eighth. Uh, I would be. Chances of 
friend of mine recently had a heart attack. In fact, we want to wish wish uh, him a speedy recovery. Uh, he's doing better from all I gather. He's doing better. But, uh, so many things has happened. Wow. I got to get that ball right, y'all. So many things is happening here. You can, uh, you always have to be, uh, <clears throat> watch out uh, for your health. I mean, go to uh, the doctor and get your checkups, take your medication, and uh, just overall watch out for your health because uh, your health is important, <laughs> the most important thing you have. And we men, uh, we are notorious for not uh, going to the doctor. We're notorious for not going to the doctor. Uh, I, for one, I, I never had a problem going to the doctor. I, you know, if I got a, the slightest little thing, I'm in front of a doctor somewhere. So, uh, yeah, especially American rappers, aren't we? Some reason I don't think we should go to the doctor, but uh, and there's there's a lot of different reasons. Now. I mean, but if you got health health insurance, one of the things I like about the Health Care Act, it uh, that millions of of uninsured Americans uh, access to health care, and that's a good thing. I think part of that thing is the annual checkup. I mean, it forces you to uh, go in and uh, Get an annual checkup. That in itself make it worthwhile. That one provision of it, and then there's a, a pre-existing conditions that uh, is covered. If you got some rare disease or something, insurance companies got to insure you. That's a positive. There's a lot of good aspects about that. Uh, there's a lot of good aspects about that uh, health care act, yeah, that the pundits would have, have you believe. Would have you believe that somehow it's the worst thing that ever happened. How can uh, getting more people insured uh, be uh, some kind of problem? That's the 18 million who's got covered. What they think about it. Ask them. We we touched briefly on uh, the fact that uh, Bernie Sanders is in Rome at the Vatican that there's some kind of convention. Is that that in itself was not an audience with the Pope Pacific, uh, specifically. I think they, he did say hello to the Pope. The Pope was uh, tied up with some other uh, business of the church, I guess, and he didn't attend the uh, conference there at Vatican. But I think Bernie did get a chance to say hello. 
but it was a, it's a strange mixture. You know, Bernie is Jewish, and the Jews and the Catholics never really had that friendly a relation. <laughs> uh, and this is history now. This is, you know, going back. Hmm. So this is a kind of a strange uh, mixture of, uh, I guess, religious, not religious, because Bernie is not, Bernie doesn't claim to be that religious. Nah, he, Bernie's damn near atheist. According to him, I don't, you know, this is according to what I hear him say and talk about. He he didn't go to the Jewish that meeting here in Some reason, but he don't. He think he's. I think Bernie's halfway. He's close to being an atheist than he is anything, which is all right. I mean, I guess it's all right. That's that's your thing. But anyway, he's over there with the, this conference. I think this conference is made up of several different religions, not just Jews and Christians. I like that. Muslims are there. I think every, just about every major religion is there at this particular conference that uh, that's going on uh, at the Vatican. That Bernie, it's not a political thing, although you know everything, everything in the middle of a political, pres- hotly contested presidential race, everything is political. Yeah, hmm. that's just the way it is. Everything is political uh, in some form or other. Uh, it's just a matter of what what uh, what the angle is. It's just a matter of what that angle is that uh, the candidates is trying to uh, capitalize on. Uh, this one I can't figure out why why Bernie would take off in the middle of uh, of a race. Now, yeah, New York's got a lot of Catholics. Maybe maybe he's trying to woo the Catholics over. I don't know. New York's got a lot of Jews, too. So, I don't know. Hillary Clinton's up in the polls in New York by 12. But we know, we can look at what happened in Michigan. Those polls don't mean that much in this cycle. The polls have been turned upside down. Donald Trump over on the Republican side is saying that the Republican system is rigged against him. Of all people, the Donald, the Donald is fighting mad. You know, he said that the Republican system is rigged in the big wheels in that party. Is uh, trying to take that thing away from him. He said that the, the big wheels uh, in the Republican Party is trying to take that election away from him without the people having their say-so. So the, the Republican Party is somehow stripping the voter of his vote. This is what Donald Trump is saying. Now, I didn't, you know, I'm just covered reporting the news. The Donald said that thing is crazy. What's going on? Okay, we back. <laughs> <laughs> 
Brady's got a man on first. We need to get some runs, y'all. Saying that, uh, It's almost impossible to try and figure out how how the uh, how these systems are set up to choose the candidate. Uh, is that a, a democracy? That's for sure. It's not one man, one vote. That that's not the way it's, it works. You got first of all, you got this thing called a Lectoria College, which don't nobody know how it works. But then you have uh, something called superdelegates, whatever that is. <laughs> On the Democratic side, they got superdelegates. And Hillary Clinton right now has got all the superdelegates just about pledged in her, uh, for her. Now, Bernie's, Bernie don't know what's going on. He's just trying to figure out he's the one like nine straight states, and Hillary keeps coming up with more votes, more delegates. <laughs> but it is what it is. Uh, now, you can change that. Uh, you can change all that, but you know, that was a process to do that, but you can't wait until... Uh, you can't wait until the horses left the barn uh, uh, and then talk about changing it. You got to change that while the horse is still in the barn, y'all. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how all this thing play out over the summer, see how, how uh, we get to a... Uh, to see how it is that we actually get to a uh, candidate. I think we will get to one. Uh, I don't see how they're going to take that thing away from uh, Donald Trump without tearing the the Republican Party up. I don't see how they're going to do that, y'all. The Braves and the Marlins here got on the same colored uniforms here. What's up with that? This is the craziest thing I've ever seen. Mm. Come on, boy. Get a hit. This has been a, a great time for our new center fielder to drive in and run or two. 
And if we can put the bat on the ball, if we can put the bat on the ball, I'll start pressing, sir. Don't start pressing. Just take your time up that that bat, that baseball, that hard ball is. That's one of the hardest things in sports to do. Is hit that fastball coming up that ninety miles an hour. You ain't got much time to think. You just got to react when that ball comes across that plate at 90 miles an hour. You can't be thinking up there thinking. You think yourself. Come on, man. Yeah, he's still learning, but you got to hold that bat. Hold that bat, son. Yeah, man, he had a great chance to drive in the run. He's not getting it done. But I'm going to give him some more. Give him a little more chance here. We got runners at first and second one out. You think we get a run here?
Welcome back, Jeff. Welcome back to the Hester Bikes. We have a very good episode. That's two girls, Jeff. Second energy on a bloop single. We'll take it. As bad as believe. As horrible as the start, as uh, the Braves get off to, they'll take anything. We have scored two runs on a bloop single. Pitcher, uh, the Marlins walked our pitcher. Walked the bases loaded with the pitcher up there. You, that's one thing you don't want to do, y'all. You don't want you. <laughs> you don't want to walk the pitcher with two outs to load the bases to start the top of the inning all over, top of the rotation all over again. You. You don't want to do that. And that's what the Marlins did, and it cost them. We came up and blooped the single, got two runs out of it. And Lord knows, <laughs> we the Braves need all the breaks they can get. Oh, I'm a I'm a big baseball fan, you know. I like, I, in fact, I like all the sports. We uh, we like all the sports. We've got to get. Uh, uh, I was saying before the break, uh, we're gonna we're talking about our paper that we're working on for the final. It's not actually the final, but it, it is uh, the last thing we, what the last paper that we have to do here uh, in in class. And we're doing ours on the, the Homestead Acts of 1862 and 1865, 1866 rather. Homestead Act of 1866 was the Southern Homestead Act of 1866 where they set aside some 46 million acres of, of land primarily for the ex-slaves, and that's what it was for. The bill was designed to give access to property for the ex-slaves. The first six months of that act, that's all who could get the land. Of course, white folks here in the South went crazy, railing against uh, uh, allowing ex-slaves to have property. So eventually, a long story short, over uh, the next 10 years, they uh, put up such a fuss that that bill got passed or got uh, repealed. The Homestead Act of 1866 stayed on the books from 1866 until 1876 uh, with uh, only a small amount of that land being distributed and even a small amount being distributed to uh, uh, blacks gaining access to it. Uh, We... uh, look at and try to dissect uh, exactly what happened there in our uh, paper we're going to be doing our third book on the homestead act of uh, the homestead acts that's our third book we're working on we're doing research on it this project is going to serve as an outline for that uh, my third book Uh, that's a fascinating story when you dig into it uh, to see exactly what happened there it, it, uh, it was so uh, it's so crazy that uh, I, it, you know it's the single ooh the most uh, uh, the gravest injustice that uh, the ex-slaves suffered here in the country in my in my opinion. The repeal of that Southern Homestead Act and how uh, uh, 
the politicians, the society dealt with uh, uh, that that particular act still has a a negative impact today on uh, on our community. Yeah, still has a negative impact today. That 46 million acres, like uh, uh, some 3 million acres was distributed mostly to uh, whites. Uh, And uh, over time, when they repealed the act in 1876, 43 million acres was turned back over to the federal government, who in turn sold it to uh, the likes of Georgia Pacific and other industrialists. They came along and uh, they came along and made billions of dollars off the timber, off the land. Blacks was left without a land after the Civil War. And that uh, uh, hindered their uh, ability to uh, to assimilate into the society on their own terms, or a better uh, footing than uh, than uh, was possible had they had that 46 million acres. Had they had that 46 million acres, we wouldn't be talking about uh, this economic inequality that exists today. Uh, I assure you, we would not be talking about that. Uh, but no, uh, because of racism, because of uh, discrimination, the, uh, uh, the separate equal laws, and a whole host of uh, uh, obstacles that was put in front and uh, in the way of uh, the ex-slaves acquiring that land, including uh, their uh, 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 illiteracy. After the Civil War, no, you probably seen it. Uh, the, uh, the the African slaves was illiterate when that war was over. My family, uh, they couldn't read or write. It was illegal to even uh, teach them to read and write. While they were slaves, it was illegal to teach them to uh, read or write. So they uh, didn't have all of the uh, uh, intellectual skills. Uh, uh, necessary at the time to take advantage of uh, uh, of uh, where they were uh, once they were was free. So that was a, a handicap. There's all kinds of things that stood in their way uh, to get this land. Yet society, society had an obligation, a moral obligation, to assist uh, those folks in getting that land. Yeah, that's my argument that I'm making here. Uh, in my paper, uh, that's my uh, 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 you know that's the argument that I'm making uh, uh, when I break down this uh, uh, thing, Barry.
We don't know. The Braves done lost that lead already, y'all. They done lost that lead already. process that they're on. Take a while when you tear your tear your team down like that to uh put that thing back together again. Yeah. Oh yeah, take a while to put that thing back together again when you tear tear it down. Uh Whoa. We uh Trying to uh, got got a sensitive um, mic here in our new uh, fancy studio, so we're still trying to get some of the kinks up. How y'all like my new uh, sound? Anybody? Facebook friends, what's up? We are still tinkering with a, a new studio, y'all. We're going to be moving into some new digs. Probably at the, around the end of the summer, hopefully we'll be pretty close to getting in there. But we're getting a lot of the hardware set up and, you know, the kinks out of it prior to that time, prior to the move, the big move. And uh, hopefully we'll be, uh, at least from a hardware standpoint, uh, ready to go when we uh, when we move the studio. We'll see. It's coming along pretty good right now. Uh, mm. uh, getting back, getting back to uh, the uh, Southern Homestead Act. Southern Homestead Act of 1866 was one of the greatest pieces of legislation that ever put forth uh, in an effort to uh, help uh, the ex-slaves, uh, like I said, acquire property. This thing came about, the story behind it, is that uh, this thing came about uh, well, prior to and during the Civil War, Abraham Lincoln and the Republicans uh, uh, in the Congress uh, 
was having uh, discussions about how best how best to help and what in fact even what to do with uh, some four and a half million uh, Americans of African descent after the Civil War was over uh, should the North uh, be victorious in it what what was going to happen to these people? Uh, some of them said send them back to Africa. Some of them said, uh, you know, colonize them here and, you know, ship them there. <clears throat> Do everything but try to assimilate them into society. That was the last, <laughs> that was the last uh, thing on the on the table. They're trying to uh, assimilate these black folks into white society. They didn't want no, they didn't want no parts of that. Uh, but, fate would have it, uh, they didn't have much of a choice. Uh, so they decided to, in uh, having a meeting with some of the abolitionists and some of the black leaders of that day, including Frederick Douglass, uh, the Republicans, uh, uh, they uh, identified three uh, needs that the uh, ex-slaves would need after that war was over. And, and uh, they were First of all, in education, you have to educate these people to uh, uh, get them to the point where they could uh, survive in, a, in this uh, society here. You have to educate them because, like I said, 85 to 90 percent of them was illiterate, coming out of the, you know some three, 250 years of slavery, where uh, education was uh, denied them. So that was first thing, education. Second. They had to provide some real estate for these people to live on, to work, and uh, to make, uh, uh, to try to, you know, sustain themselves. Real estate is God's gift to man. The greatest gift God gave man was real estate, land. Remember the story of the Hebrews coming out of Russia, coming out of Egypt, in search of this promised land that uh, the Bible talks about? Well, yeah. The, the you know the slaves here in this country is no different. They was looking for and need needed land to uh, <clears throat> to uh, establish a foothold here in the country. Uh, in those, uh, especially in the conditions back then, when uh, the white folks didn't want blacks nowhere near them, yet they didn't want them to go nowhere because they had got hooked on uh, the free labor of the the slave uh, labor. So they needed the labor. They needed the workers to. Uh, uh, provide uh, work, <laughs> so they was uh, calling a, a conundrum, if you will, on uh, what to do with these people. They don't want them to have land, but yet they don't want them mixed in white society. Uh, so they want to just kind of, you know, uh, keep the status quo as best they can. Uh, you know, keep them as close to that plantation system as they possibly can without. Uh, the tag slavery being attached to them. So uh, anyway, the Republicans uh, uh, under Abraham Lincoln decided to uh, uh, set aside uh, this 46 million acres of land in uh, five southern states of Florida, Alabama, Mississippi, Louisiana, uh, and Arkansas. So they go. They set aside 46 million acres of federal property. This is that uh, land that was owned by the white uh, planters. Or uh, this was public federal land that was set aside in the Southern Homestead Act of 1866. Much like 
uh, the land set aside out west uh, in the Homestead Act of 1862, uh, which we're going to kind of touch on because the, the, uh, there's a parallel between those two uh, uh, Homestead Acts. Uh, uh, and the intended consequences of both and how different the outcomes uh, turned out to be. Uh, we we kind of tell that story in our book. Uh, in this paper, we're going to concentrate mostly on the Homestead Act of 18, the Southern Homestead Act of 
on the Southern Homestead Act of 1866 and let the people know exactly what happened there in that in that uh, in that act. Uh, so yeah, we we we're looking forward to uh, getting our, our our third book out. It's, it's going to be mind-boggling, y'all. Yeah. It's going to be mind-boggling, yeah. Oh. What's going on here? I turn away for a minute, and we got men on first and second wow so yeah it's it's uh, just an amazing story and, and, and for far too long uh, we've been uh, sh- shielded away from uh, that part of history and what happened there we've been shielded away from that part of our history and, and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna dissect that thing and uh, get it out to the people and uh, in my argument, that is my foundation for my argument on reparations, is uh, the, denial, the denial of that 46 million acres of land to uh, uh, America's African descent who set up for. That was promised land to them by the government of this country. And uh, for whatever reason, well, we know we're going to try to tell you the reasons and what went in behind uh, denying that land to uh, the people here. In this country, the citizens of the country, the whole country was harmed by this, y'all. Not just black people; the whole country was uh, harmed by it because it was an uh, immoral act. It was not only just a legal uh, uh, injustice, but it was an immoral injustice uh, to uh, deny people uh, the land, to deny my people that land. It was a moral. Uh, uh, and a uh, legal injustice. Uh, the country has suffered for it today. The country still suffers for it today. Hey, y'all, it's about uh, five minutes after eight here. We're going to take another quick pause for the calls here. We'll be right back. Y'all hang in there. You got me, Hushma. Advocated on your behalf, you're listening to the Hushma Black Forum. Tell your friends about us. Saturdays. 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Right here in cyberspace.
Welcome back, though. Welcome back to the National Black Forum. It's about, uh, I don't know, nine minutes after eight here in ATL, yeah. Beautiful weekend. Uh, pollen. It's spring, you know. The only, spring is a beautiful uh, time of year. I love it. The only thing about it is, uh, you know, I have this allergy problem. <laughs> and, and sure, spring rolled around, uh, the flowers start to bloom, and and there go my uh, allergies uh, giving me fits. So uh, there's some there's some mixed consequences here uh, with the the spring. The weather's always nice. And I can get back out on the golf course, but with that comes the price that I have to. Uh, and we're dealing with that now uh, we're dealing with it now we've got this uh, this allergy medicine that's a medicine peel for every darn thing yeah. that's a peel for everything so we we take this clarity and look alike <laughs> yeah there's, there's even a look alike for everything medicine wise so we take this look-alike to uh, to help us deal with the uh, allergy, and uh, we um, yeah, you know, I got mixed emotions about it. Some days. It, Seem like it's working. Some days it doesn't. We was out on the golf course yesterday. Out there on the golf course, one eye and all, trying to uh, trying to uh, hit that little ball. Trying to hit that little ball. We, I don't know, we did pretty good. I mean, it's early in the golf season. (laughs) Of course, you know, we, uh, We tried to, uh, we tried to, uh, play just about all year round out here in ATL. But I've had some health issues this year, but then we in school too, so. Hopefully next year this time we'll be finished with school and, uh, can dedicate a lot more time to, uh, what it is that we, uh, do uh, like to do out there on that golf course, mm. but uh, so we'll see. <laughs> mm-hmm. We'll see how that thing's going to work, but we still got to get some more work done on the OI. 
eyes, in fact. I've got to have some work done on my left eye when I get this right one squared away. You know, you don't want to take no chance with your eyes. I urge all of y'all to take good care of your eyes. They're important. <laughs> Let me tell you, <clears throat> they're important. Now, come on, boy, make a play. All right. Your eyes are important. So, but nothing to me. In my story, as people with with Far more serious problems than I have. So, who am I to complain? That boy need to, uh, we need to get this in and start it off. Yeah, it's talking about Barry Bonds, yo. Uh, one of the best uh, baseball players ever. Maybe the best in this generation. Maybe the best ever, Barry Bonds. Now, he got caught up in the steroid thing, but... Uh, uh, you take all that stuff and throw it out the window. This guy, this guy, one of the best hitters I've ever seen uh, in the game of baseball in terms of plate discipline, in terms of making contact and knowing how to how and what to hit. Barry Bonds is a hidden coach now for the Florida Marlins. <clears throat> this guy, this guy's gonna make have an impact on that game. Mm-hmm. 
he's going to have an impact on that game, you know. <clears throat> Barry Bonds is. No matter what he does. He was telling the story about the Marlins having batting practice down there and decided to have a little home run hitting contest. Barry got in it. Barry Bonds entered the contest and won the thing. Barry damn near 50. <laughs> Barry got in the home run contest with the players and won it. <clears throat> He's 50 years old, almost. But you know what kind of athlete that boy is? Barry Bonds, uh, ain't no joke. Mm-mm. Barry Bonds is no joke. He is no joke. Let's see how Barry Bonds is. You need to... Oh, Barry Bonds is him. He, That's what I'm talking about, boy. Hit that ball. <laughs> hey, y'all, it's about, uh, what is it here? 21 after 8. We're going to take another ball for the call right now. And uh, we'll be right back. Y'all hang in there. You got me, Hushma. Advocating on your behalf, you're listening to the Hushma Black Forum. Tell your friends about us. Saturdays, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m., right here in cyberspace.
Welcome back, guys. Welcome back to the Hustle Black Forum. We uh, Barry Bonds. Barry Bonds is fifty-two. Nineteen sixty-four. sixteen. Let's see, two and six from one is five. So yeah, he's fifty-two years old. Be fifty. Well, he'll be fifty. His birthday, July 24th. This guy still can hit. Barry still can hit, yeah. That boy still can hit. Barry Bond. Yeah, Barry still can hear. Barry still can hear, you know. One of the most dangerous hitters I've ever seen in my life. Barry Bonds. Uh... I'm glad to see him back in, in the game. Glad to see him back in the game, yeah. Hmm. 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 all over the place this evening, y'all. We're talking a little sports, talking a little politics. Uh, y'all got your candidates all picked out? I don't know. We've got uh, we've got a uh, not much of a choice this year, not in terms of uh, not. Well, I, I, I shouldn't say that, not I shouldn't say not much of a choice, not much in the terms of uh, competition, because I I think uh, the one candidate out there uh, is miles ahead of uh, everybody else running in terms of being qualified to be president. Um, And, you know, this is an unbiased opinion, uh, and my humble opinion, uh, that would be Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton is miles and miles ahead of Anybody else out there? That's just, you know, just just looking at her body of work and looking at the rest of those 
folks running for the office. She's miles ahead. She is miles ahead, y'all. Now, they might have spent it some other kind of way. I don't know how, but... <laughs> this is not even a contest. Just the first half. I'm not even going to look at none of that stuff until they get to the second half, uh, second series. If they get to the second, if they get to the second series, we got severe weather somewhere. Where is that at? Severe weather. We do the weather out there too on the Hushmo Black Forum. Once again, Facebook friends, welcome to the Hushmo Black Forum. We got a free call in one eight 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 five eight eight. Three eight one four. We uh, provide well. We do social commentary out here. <laughs> on uh, on things affecting uh, uh, the African American community, and that's everything. <laughs> that's everything that go on in the country, y'all. Every and anything that go on uh, affect our community. So. Yeah, we talk about, we cover the waterfront. Anything that pops up in the news that's newsworthy, we talk about. Try to dissect it, try to make sense of things that just don't make no sense. Uh, we cipher stuff, try to break it down for my listening audience. Uh, if y'all conflicted about something that you hear, uh, let the hush mode know. We'll, uh, we'll break it down for you. one eight 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 five eight eight. Three eight one four is our call in. That's a free call in. Um, we don't take many calls, but we will. I take a call or two. Got something to talk about, Mr. Pianki. I've been hearing from Mr. Pianki, and I don't know how long. I hope he's doing all right. We uh, you folks up there in Flint, you got that water situation squared away. Y'all figure out a way to lock that governor up up there? That guy should be in jail, y'all. Mm. That guy should be in jail for what he did to the citizens of uh, Michigan. That guy should be in jail. I'm just saying I don't wish nobody no bad luck. But if you poison people, Jesse Jackson said Flint, Michigan is a crime scene. Says what you have there in Flint, Michigan is a crime scene, yo. And he's right. Mm-hmm. It is a crime scene.
we just hope that uh, they get that stuff straight, that they get it straightened out up there. Because the damage lead can do to our kids is, is mind-boggling. It's horrible. So I like that music. Uh, it's horrible. And it's, it's everlasting. It's everlasting, y'all. Uh. We uh the Braves look like they scoring a few runs here, yeah. <clears throat> he almost got that ball out of there. He almost got that ball out of there. He hit that ball with authority. got the oldest lineup in baseball, y'all. Damn near average in 30 years. <laughs> I believe they're in the middle of a rebuild, the man said. Wow. 
I've got a suggestion for Donald Trump and how he can uh, repair uh, the military and help the veterans, and that is bring back the draft, Donald. Bring back the draft so that your uh, uh, so that kids like your uh, yours can get uh, and participate in the, the defense of this country, shed some blood. Uh, so the rich kids uh, like yours. Uh, can have a chance to experience uh, what it is to be a citizen. Uh, and one of the greatest honors of being a citizen of this country is uh, uh, to serve in the military in defense of it. And uh, it seems as though, uh, in the case of Donald Trump's kids, they uh, didn't even think enough, don't even think enough of the country to even register to vote. None of them are registered to vote. They can't even vote for the uh, the father who's running for president. They, they're not even registered to vote, y'all. They're running around, flying around on their father's plane all day, hopping from country club to country club. Now, we, <laughs> we, we marched and died and struggled for the right to vote for, you know, since the Civil War. Amer- America was after this thing. We, we, we've, Shed blood for the right to vote, and here you got these rich kids uh, don't even think enough of the democracy here to register to vote, and got a parent running for the highest office in the country. But Donald Trump himself is not registered. 
consequences. And <laughs> uh, let's meet more voters. Uh, this is Andrew Mizorak. Mm. This is crazy. We uh we gotta see what happened here. Like I say, uh well I was just watching a a snippet of uh Trump in uh, this town hall that he's having. Mm. Trying to look like a president, yeah. I know it's it's got to be one of the hardest things that he ever uh, tried to play out. It's, uh, you know, something special. And it's unconditional love. And I enjoy every day. I love being a mom. Um, a very special time. And uh, I'm at home and raising him, teaching him values and morals and uh, preparing him for adult life because sooner or later he will have wings to fly and uh, I will be always there for him but uh, he will be very independent and uh, ready to go. Any more kids? Really, it's the most amazing type 
Mm. Hey, y'all, we're going to take another quick pause, the last pause for the team. We'll be right back. Y'all hanging there. You got me, Hushman. Advocated on your behalf, you're listening to the Hushma Black Forum. Tell your friends about us. Saturdays, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Right here in cyberspace.
Welcome back, guys. Welcome back to the Hashtag Black Forum. Just about got this thing covered here. Looking at uh, Town Hall. Donald sitting up there like a zombie. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I ain't saying nothing else about Don. I'm I'm finished with Don. Uh, what's the score? Still six three. Okay. Still six three. Ooh. Runs. Okay. We uh just about got this thing in the book. Facebook friends, what's up? We uh was talking about uh our paper that we're working on. It's gonna be so 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 uh fascinating to uh break that thing down and present to uh, my reading audience the uh effects of what happened there uh with the uh the Southern Homestead Act of eighteen sixty six. Uh there's a book out if y'all wanna check it out, there's a book by Michael L. Lanza called Agrarianism and Reconstruction Politics, the Southern Homestead Act. Pick that book up. It's a real good, uh, a real good uh, study of uh, what happened there. Probably the best one that you can find on exactly uh, what happened. And uh, well, pretty much it breaks down where the land was at and uh, go over. Uh, with you uh, some of the details of the Southern Homestead Act, how it got passed into law, and uh, what uh, the eventual outcome was. Uh, fascinating. I uh, had some perspective because my family was uh, uh, close to the actual situation <laughs> back then in both Alabama and Georgia. My mother's people are from Alabama. My father's folks are from Georgia. And uh, it's just an amazing, amazing story. Children just stay away from it. Was that something you remember distinctly growing up? 
Well, 90 seconds to go, y'all. We're going to bring this thing to a close here. It's been a great evening uh, out here with y'all. We'll be back next week, same time, same station. Tell a friend about the High School Black Forum. Uh, we'll be right back next week. Uh, the 20, what is that? The 23rd. Next Saturday, 23rd, we'll be right back with y'all, our next show. Tell a friend about the High School Black Forum. And y'all be uh, careful out there. There's some crazy things going on in the world, y'all. Be careful. Until next week, y'all. Ciao. We'll see you then. The Hushmo Black Forum, advocated on your behalf by covering news and events affecting the African-American community. Check us out at the Hushmo Black Forum, www.blogtalkradio.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.